When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. You don't need a massive budget for a professional live game stream. I've been in television since 1975. So I'm kind of like the Farm Bureau Insurance. I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. We know the gear that works. So they don't have to go shopping and buy stuff that's not going to give them the production quality they're looking for. That's Charlie Helms, CEO of WSN Live, where high school sports can have a truly professional feel. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Over the next several weeks on this show, you're going to hear a lot about OTT and stream options that are becoming more and more turnkey as tech develops and competition grows. One of the effects of the pandemic on local sports particularly was the necessity of giving a community access to sports that they may not be able to attend in person. Our guest this week is the CEO of WSN Live, Charlie Helms, which is a group that is a turnkey solution for live video streaming for all types of clients. Hey, Charlie, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great, Bram. How are you today? I'm good. Um, All right. So we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Sports are back, but let's see how that goes here over the next few months. Um, Your services, I can only imagine over the last year and a half, two years have been more in demand um, can you kind of talk about what the last couple of years have been like in the live streaming business? Uh, yes. Uh, we've been in business now 11 years. And in those previous nine and a half years, uh, streaming was considered a luxury. Uh, the higher ends might would do this. Today, it's a necessity. And uh, we have seen such a change in mentality between schools, churches, even cities, radio stations have all been reaching out to us. Uh, we have almost doubled in size in 2020, and 2021 was our best year yet. So uh, it definitely has changed the environment of streaming. And let's all assume that the pandemic goes away to whatever that means, whether it's handled or endemic or whatever it is. Do you think there is ever a we're going back period, or do you think that this is something that has been changed in perpetuity? I believe this is something that has changed indefinitely because our society is more mobile minded. They want to have things on the go. They don't want to be tied down and streaming gives them that total flexibility. Uh, Our company was one of the first in the high school market and still one of the first in the high school market that's doing the OTT over the top. So our clients get Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon all as part of their deal. So 
their numbers have just skyrocketed with their viewership because of that. And we are, we're a very high end production type of company. We have a higher quality than the standard streaming people because our clients get what we call a unlimited streaming platform. They can stream at any speed, highest quality they want if the bandwidth is there for the internet. Uh, we've got some quality broadcasts that schools are doing and churches that are just off the charts as far as how clean the stream is. So let's talk about affordability then, since you're okay. you're talking about high schools and we all know what the budgets are and the budgetary concerns with all of this stuff. Um, how do you make these types of products and services affordable for those types of clients? It's a great question because when we first started out, Schools looked at us like we were crazy with our price point. Uh, but today, I've got schools that are making six figures with our product because we are no different than a television station. We run video commercials during their broadcast. They can have uh, P&G uh, graphic images for scoreboard sponsors, first down sponsors, red zone sponsors, and they make serious money. And they keep 100% of that revenue that they generate. That's their money. So when they look at our cost today, it's a drop in the bucket to what they can make. Now, we know that there is a certain limit to what schools can work with us. Uh, every school has a classification from a 1A all the way up to 7A and AAA. Um, we know that above that, in that 4A on that up is our prospective client. That's where we work. Uh, we're fixing to go into Texas this year uh, because the state of Texas has allowed their high schools to now stream Friday night events, but they didn't give them time last year to make any adjustments. So now it's a very open market and these schools are going to be looking. So we feel that that's going to be another huge boost for our company in the state of Texas. Why hadn't they done that in the past? Were there like television rights was, for their football games? It was a licensing issue with the state uh, uh, and the University of Texas had a lock hold on schools that they could not stream any Friday night event. And it's been in place for years huh. and that all got flipped because of the pandemic and now they won't back up. They'll maintain that open policy. Okay, so there's money to be made, but that's if there is an audience. Um, mm -hmm. Are are there really, I don't know, this large the right word, large audiences for all of these various different high school events? Well, our company this year for the school year, and we're not, so we're not talking physical year, but school year, which will be March, or really, excuse me, May of this coming year, we're on target to have 4.2 million views. So yes, there's a huge market. Uh, we've got one client that had a football game this past season. The one game alone had 35,000 views for that one game. I would have to think that's rare though. That that's, that's an, that's, it is yeah. rare. Yeah. The majority run anywhere between for the size schools that we have. And again, the clients that we have school wise are some big hitters. They'll average between two thousand and five or six thousand viewers on their football game. Okay, that's pretty average, and that still ends up translating into sponsorship type deals that can be in the six figures. That it does. It does, and here's why: 
our average view time is an hour and 37 minutes. Ah. They don't come for 10 or 15 seconds. They don't come and just watch, oh, what's the score and leave. They're there. And, again, it's because of the OTT. Amazon, Roku, they're there to watch the whole game just as though they're watching the D1 on SEC Sports. Same mentality. So our view time is huge. Are you personally doing any kind of broad sponsorship deals for all of the streams, or are you allowing each of these schools to just do their own likely local sponsorship deals? That's a great question, and yes. This year, because we've hit the threshold of where we wanted to be as a company, that we're now going after corporate sponsorships to help fund these schools. Ah, okay. So what we're putting out there is, dear school, the more you stream, the more we're going to pay you. So we're going to give them a share of that corporate revenue to help drive their pocketbook. Uh, just again, we want schools to understand we're here to support them. That's how we got started in 2009. Everybody knows the economy was in the tank. Schools were canceling programs because they did not have budget. Yeah. And we said, what can we do to help schools and help them get their programs going? And how can they raise more money? Well, I'm an old school. I graduated in 1974. We were selling signs on the field in 1974. We're still selling signs on the field. <laughs> that's true. That is not advertising. That's donation money. That's right. So we educate these schools to understand digital media. It's where the dollars are being spent and it's working. Yeah. I mean, I've got clients that have been with us literally for 10 years. Schools come with us. They don't leave. With the law changes on name, image, and likeness with amateur athletes, how does that mm -hmm. kind of affect the way the schools are looking at monetizing their programs and helping their athletes, and how are, how is that changing your business model as well? It's going to change mine tremendously because I'm the only company out that will let schools raise the revenue and then keep all the revenue. So they're going to be finding portals where they can go to do what they want to do to capitalize and not be penalized for it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about the technology a little bit. Um, okay. okay. So there's a lot of competition, as you know, that is out there. Oh, yeah. What is differentiating what you can provide to a school so that their product has as close to a professional feel as possible? I think the biggest thing, and we've been asked this many times, what makes you so different than everybody else's? And my normal response is this. It's not one thing. It's everything we do. I've been in television since 1975. So I'm kind of like the Farm Bureau Insurance. I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. We know the gear that works. So they don't have to go shopping and buy stuff that's not going to give them the production quality they're looking for. Then we're going to train them on the software. Okay, so that they're not trying to learn something on the fly. We're training them. We're training their students. Every time they graduate students out, we train the new students. And then our platform has been built over 10 years of understanding delivery. 
Because at the end of the day, if you get what we call the circle of death, then you're not a good streaming company. Yeah. And that's what we have done. We have worked so hard that the end user's experience is wow instead of whoa. Yeah. Uh, but as you and, know, since you've been in television for as long as you have, and I've, mm-hmm. I've been in traditional media as well for, you know, 25, 30 yep. years and, and do live, I call games, so I'm in live events. Um, it's not simple. Like, that is, that's an interesting process to, like, train people how to do that in real time. Um, have you found that there is a lag in training people to perform at a level that viewers expect out of a broadcast? We have seen that. Schools that truly see what this can do, they make sure that they're trained. They make sure they spend time with us. We don't spend just 10 minutes. We book two to three hours multiple times throughout the year to get them up to speed because our system does four camera instant replay capabilities. I mean, we have the whole gamut of a full production. So we're training them on all the benefits of what this can do and the value that brings to their advertisers. Because we teach these schools to understand your product is one of the most valuable products on the market today because every other sport is now bought. Your true sport, these students are what everybody's wanting their eyes on. And advertisers are willing to pay premium dollars to be there. And that's why we make sure that our quality, uh, let me back that up. We tell our clients every time, our rule is, our company is this. If you don't look good, we don't look good. Right. And that's not acceptable. And then are you training for post-game distribution of cuts of games, highlights, whatever it may be, be to try to leverage social media as well? Are you in that business? Yes, we are. Our system has the ability that the clients can go back and we show them how to do this. If they can go in and take clips of the highlights or the recorded highlights throughout the game and post those back to social media to raise revenue that way. We are helping them generate cash across all platforms. Now, we also, when we have a client stream, we're going to stream to their uh, PCs and Macs and mobile devices. But they're also going to Apple, Roku, and Amazon, but we also simulcast them to Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, LinkedIn, you name it. We send the speed out everywhere they want it to go. Let me ask this then. Let me ask just a broad question. The future of broadcasting of high school sports is what in your mind? I think it's going to be a diverse market. I think there's schools that do not care if they capitalize on it. They just want to put something out just so it's being done. They'll be that share of the market. But there are going to be those schools that see what they can do and how they're educating their students. I'm one of those students. My school taught me how to be a videographer and a photographer. And because of that, I went on to work with an ABC affiliate. I work contractor with ABC Sports, Fox Sports, and I've been in television the rest of my life because of that. I've had multiple students get full scholarships at D1 because of this program. Mm. Our training and them understanding. I've got two students right now that are working with ESPN Sports at Mississippi State University. 
because of it. And that's where we see the where things are going. Now, we diversified in 2020 and went to the church market as well. And that has been unreal. But it's a very volatile market because there's so many services out there for churches that are just letting them stream for free. And, of course, they think, oh, this is great, but it's really not. And it's hard to get them to understand the difference between real streaming and these free services huh. that are out there. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, and you would think that that is a very captive marketplace as well, as as so many broadcasting channels have been littered with various different relig- religious um, uh, content for years. That uh, that's correct. been going on forever. I was going to say, there's one thing that we've launched last year, and it's really, I think it's going to change how our business goes. And I'll go ahead and let you be the first to hear it. Uh, we did a test market in Florida. And we have a company that is going to be streaming 16 TV channels through us, 24 hours a day with both on-demand and live events. They just did a recent basketball tournament for six days straight and streamed everything through us, 24 hours a day, everything through us. And we are now taking that. We have our own proprietary written software where we can set up a school or a business to have their own OTT channels that are 24 hours a day with all their content across all those platforms with our automated software. That's going to be a game changer for bigger schools, especially Texas, where everything's bigger in Texas and better. Uh, They will eat up the ability and want to be able to have their own channel 24 hours a day of all their games. Anything that goes on on the school would be live 24 hours a day. And the only thing missing is you got to train the broadcasters. Don't get rid of all of us. You change. All right. Oh, no, you, you cannot. Yeah, you can't do like, uh, well, early on, we let a lot of schools let students do this. And we learned literally in our very first year that they are still children and they will still yeah. do stupid things. <laughs> and uh, so we have told them, you never leave students alone with a microphone. It will hurt you. I think we've learned that in Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, (laughs) Facebook, and it's a lesson I learned as someone who's been on air for 30 years. That open mic, it takes one stupid thing to come out of your mouth and it ruins the whole thing. It ruins the whole thing. So we we are definitely on top of that with our our schools. Um, You're in the Baltimore area, is that correct? Washington, D.C., yeah. Oh, Washington, okay. Well, I was just thinking you're in Baltimore. We just... uh, signed a contract with uh, Morgan State University uh-huh. here in Baltimore. So, uh, you know, we we are so proud of having that relationship and where that's going to go. Like I said, things for WSN is looking extremely strong for 2022. Charlie Helms is the CEO at WSN Live. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Ram. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you have the great day. On the next Future Sport Podcast, we'll head to Australia, where some amazing soccer tech is helping players improve globally. We take a video feed. So if you think of a video feed, it's, it's like a television each frame. It's a two-dimensional frame. And then what we do is we, we've trained AI algorithms to work out what a ball is and what a human is um, very accurately. And then what we do is, you know, we, we might click a thousand frames or five thousand frames, which is the sequence of the video. And then what we do is we convert that 2D image into a three-dimensional scene 
That's Andrew Hall, CEO of Ballin, where AI has gone next level with the goal of personal improvement. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.